0: Welcome to the Phase World Podcast. Engaging conversations that cross the boundaries between business, art, and the digital world.
1: It was a culture of recovery and stimulants. And that's a sick animal My right is to go to sleep happy and to wake up vibrant and confident that every possibility on exploring what life's about is mine. I don't have to pay rent for that tax for that none of that. It's mine
0: i smoke a lot but I get but fall out I believe
1: that there's billions being spent on making sure people are miserable in order for other people to feel in contrast to that. To feel special. Like smiling is an exclusivity. You can only make it exclusive if everybody else is crying. I was given this intelligence and this strength for service. And only when I'm in service do I realize my reality. See, I don't have any success. I'm just here. What gives me a buzz is being surrounded with other healthy people that are here too. You can either choose to keep people afloat and be surrounded with little boats with people having a great time, or be the only yacht in the desert
0: shit about all the bread that i sent you you get mad i'm sitting back i'm fucked up i'm getting trash gotta go i
1: hate the models that deform human beings that's what i'm at war with those behaviors and protocols that have seeped into our behavior that we hang on to and call it culture that ruins the art the flexibility and the fluidity of human beings i'm at war with that
0: Yo, put
2: word for like no Hello everyone, I can't believe I'm saying this, but welcome to episode number 101 of the Face World Podcast. This is your host, Fei Wu. Episode 100 was a breakthrough for us. Two and a half years into the making, a hundred conversations later, we have learned a lot of lessons along the way. I cannot wait to share some of them with you in a mini episode soon. With this new milestone, we relaunched our brand and a new website to help you more easily engage with FaceWorld content. Drop us a note on the blog or social media. We would love to hear from you. Today, I am joined by Johnny Bang Riley. Based in Holland, Johnny is a transient poet, a voiceover artist and a father. Every day, he works to find his natural vibrancy and vitality and supports others in finding their own. He's true to himself and to the people he connects with through his words. This episode does contain strong and explicit language, so please plan accordingly if you're around children or if you're at work. A headphone is recommended. Without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Johnny Bang Riley. going from really having found out about you to my producer, whose name is uh, Adam Luffert. What, he was watching uh, your interview with Brian Rose, I believe, uh, London Real. And we were completely hooked. So we ended up watching the video again. And later that night, I think I probably spent three to four hours uh, watching all your YouTube videos. And it's absolutely incredible so we're both very touched by your work by your integrity and compassion could you tell me a little bit about sort of how that got started because I read on your about page that people approached you to write stories letters and you even worked with a homeless woman and how do they find you
1: well then I just you know I just I just uh end up meeting these people and then um, I found out through trial and error that there are ways of living that are really polluting and there are ways of living that allow you a life that makes you not question what life's about. I was always questioning what it was about, you know, because I was dissatisfied. I was like, is this it? It was a, it was a culture of recovery and stimulants and that's a sick animal. Something Obviously, there's a point where we're at, our most organic and most powerful, because obviously on a microscopic level, there was so much power there that allowed us to grow into these giant bodies. All the the information and all the energy was there. But once we got here and out of the realm of where the protocol of nature was looking after us, other people's cultures, i.e. the conquering... Reality is not really, as we know it, it's the isms and schisms of the conquering people that rule the country that we were born in. And I had to sift through all of that because those shoes never fit me. They caused me a lot of mental fallout. Uh, I was disgruntled, but I just had this fight in me that was like, I'm not going to implode like everybody else around me. I'm going to keep Fighting until I get what I'm worth, what what is my right? And my right is to go to sleep happy and to wake up vibrant and confident that every possibility on exploring what life's about is mine. I don't have to pay rent for that, tax for that, none of that. It's mine. You know, and <clears throat> when I was younger, I broke the law. <laughs> On my way to being free. I don't know how the hell that becomes a a criminal offence. You know, if I had some money and I was hungry, I wasn't going to feed somebody I don't know 40% before I put it in my belly. If I've got anything left after I've got my rights, then you have to tell me why you want my taxes. And then I'll say, for what? For the poor? So no, for me and new tyres on my Rolls Royce. Well, then you're not getting it. I don't know anywhere in nature where that's a law that everything trickles up, everything trickles down. We look after the weak. So I spent a lot of my time and energy being self-harming by hating the brutes. And now I spend my time ignoring the brutes and loving the poor. And I, I do that aggressively to get the brutes back because... Every person that I can help not be a victim of them, I'm winning. There's many. There's many that their protocol and their programs were supposed to kill, and I whispered in their ear, and they didn't kill them.
2: Wow, you know the way you speak is po- very poetic, and and I know you're a poet, but I wonder.
1: That's a nice. That, that's a nice word. I'm just a mixture of a Jamaican father and an Irish mother. And I'm a griot. Poet is, is, when I look at the definition of that, I'm like, it's too thin. I like to record my environment for historical reasons, the truth. And while I'm doing it, why shouldn't I feel good? So therefore, cadence and rhythm makes, it, makes the process a little bit nicer. Also allows me to remember a lot of stuff. But I try to make sure it's facts about me and my environment, my take, my particular take on it. While I was doing that, when I lifted my head up, there was a lot of other people in the room saying, and us, us too. That's the problem a lot of artists make. You know, us, we. Now, these are your experiences. If somebody comes and tells you, yeah, that's me too, then you have a right to say us. But they have to sanction you. But, you know, people sit in their little microscopic dot on the planet and go, we. You haven't met everybody to say we. But I'm just trying to be to be, I've got young children, and it's really simple what the reason why I try to create patterns and food stacks and patterns of thinking and moving, sleeping, manner patterns that allow my nervous system to not kill me, for it not to be alarmed, to that it exasperates my my glands, and my filtration system, that I end up having a chemical hand around my own throat. And I've got young children, and I want to stay around them a lot and long. And they like me.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they do.
1: So... um well, I find them more fascinating than me. I'm just copying them. I'm a boot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what have you, Coffee? What have you learned from your their innocence,
1: young kids? Their, their playfulness? You know what I mean? I haven't learned to smile as much as them yet. People are encouraging me because they say I have a wonderful smile. And, and I stopped smiling because people used to tell me I had an ugly smile because it was too wide. Yeah, but I just regard those people as devils that liked me to be miserable. I remember seeing a film once called The Mission with Robert De Niro. And there was an important part. I don't know whether it was a partner because I have, sometimes my memory's a bit blurred because I've been punched a lot. So I don't know whether it was a dream or whether it's real, but I'm sure it was something to do with the mission. I'm going to tell you the line anyway, but there it was, it was like these like these rich so-called holier-than-thou people that gave themselves a religion that that allowed them their cognitive dissonance and say that we're not evil, everybody else is a pagan and a a barbarian and and an ape. And they had this assassin, and they said, those people that don't live by our protocol are happy. And we're trying to be exclusive and trying to tell the world that our protocol is the only way to be happy. And these naked people running around in the jungle are laughing. Go and kill their children and give them misery. That way we can keep our protocol as being this is the only way you can be happy and that little part that i think was in that movie or in my dream is happening on a global scale i believe that there's billions being spent on making sure people are miserable in order for other people to feel in contrast to that to feel special like smiling is an exclusivity you can only make it exclusive if everybody else is crying. I'm going to die anyway. And sometimes people get killed for making it less exclusive to be happy. So I'm like, I can't do anything about that. But when you put one in my head, I'm going to be smiling. So I do this by making sure that everybody knows how to be a doctor to themselves and take their hands out of drug dealers Most doctors today are not doctors. They don't teach you how your anatomy works. They don't even know. When I went to go and see a doctor and said I felt suicidal, the the woman never looked away from the computer screen. and, and, And she said, without even looking at me, do you want some drugs? I said, no, I want to be happy. Tell me what's wrong, what's going on in my body. My unhappiness is an alarm signal. It's a good function of the body.
2: How long ago was that?
1: Years ago. I think I was in my th- late 30s, 40s, something like that. People should learn how to heal themselves so that they, you know, this crazy behavior that happens where you just feel like there's a blockage and you're not flowing. So you go, okay, let me cut my breasts open and put plastic in. That work? Nope. Okay, let me pump my lips up like a car tire. That work? No. You know what I mean? Let me split my tongue in half. That makes me happy? You know. It doesn't stop. And all you need to do is eat a type of diet that allows your kidneys to work. When your kidneys cleans up the sewage system, then the eyes brighten up, smile comes, skin shines, don't need to put stuff on anymore. You know what I mean? It's it's real real simple. If you look at medicine and food, it's all stimulant and suppressant-based let me suppress your pain so you don't feel it. Or if you feel lethargic because your sewage system is backed up so nothing's flowing, you can't get energy to yourself, drink a Red Bull. You know what I mean? Like
2: <laughs> It's true. When I do pay close attention to the things I drink, I eat, and so many words, and honestly, I never learned. And if you bother to look them up on Google And look at the side effects. It's really quite scary. And part of what I learned from you kind of almost by accident is how much you care about the poor and how to how do people with low income eat, a, you know, a satisfying and healthy meal. Wow. Yeah. And the articles, believe it or not, the first of all, they're relatively limited. There are half of the articles I did not agree with. It's about being low income. It's not about just rich people spending less money and so forth and so on. And there's another abstract like white paper on this whole issue, which I who's going to read that, you know, and especially people who are not as educated. And that paper will deliver absolutely no substantial information to them. So I would love to hear your take on that.
1: Okay, you imagine, imagine. Um, we all have access to the internet. You know, we're spending most of our money on bills, and you know that if you look at slavery, you look at the diets of of, of certain cultures where they're like seasoning and boiling pig's ears to eat. You know what I mean? You can pretty much guess what they were thrown, what, what scraps were thrown to them as people, and that just. It became their culture, and if it's still in their food things, it means that this, this slavery that they were they were free free from slavery very recently because the food's still there. It's still in their culture. They still prepare it in the same way. You know, J- Jamaican friends they still eat saltfish, and that was when we didn't have fridges. So why are you still eating the fish with salt in it? You know, it like kept in salt. So. These people, you know, a lot of us now, we have access to media. Imagine somebody has got some kids, and they happen to come across something about your health is bad. You know what I mean? You're being poisoned. And they read all the information. They go, right, I'm going to do something about this. And they start walking towards the health food store, and they see the happy hippies sitting inside. As they walk in, the prices say, fuck off, not for you. You know what I mean? Then, like, you've got these jolly, teaching, things online, and God bless you and welcome. And being all fucking lovely, right? And then and then they got I love you and take care of yourselves. And then you, you go, you really need a detox. And they frighten the life out of you with facts. And then you go, you know, you don't trust any other company. I've researched all the herbs; that have got no metals or magnet or, or or mercury in them, so you won't get poisoned. And don't you know, take my supplements, so your kids won't die. So then you click on the thing. And it's like you have got to take this fourteen day course. And it costs you 1,400 and something fucking euros. So you go, okay, let me just go back to dying then. But now, you're full of, now you're not blissfully ignorant anymore, right? So now the food that was on the plate is terrifying you. And you can't, can't do anything about it. And that's what happened to me when I discovered it. I'm lucky that I do some voiceovers which are quite lucrative, right? So I'm able to afford some of these things. But you know, the only thing I can afford from the health food store, spinach, organic spinach. The rest of it, I have to buy the fruit that I that I live in. I have to buy from the average store, which wasn't grown in, in mineral-rich soil. So it's mostly just fucking water. There's no minerals in it. So I have to supplement with moringa. And thank God there are some companies which I can't mention. And if they sponsor, if one of them wants to sponsor me, then I say, right, everybody I put to you, you've got to give them their first. We've got to set up. A, 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 you've got to be able to give away a certain amount of these things for free. But none of them do. You know, I've seen these quacks on, on on the Internet and somebody was, they read out and they go, oh, you know, you know, I'm dying. And then the guy goes for camera's sake. All right. You can call one of my assistants right now. And, um. Uh, we'll take care of you. But I know when that ph- phone call goes in, they're not going to get the supplements or what they need for free. It's the same as when you turn up, you know, and you go, I'm dying of cancer, and I go, "Well, let me just check your insurance. Nah, I think you have to stay at home and die. Yeah, I, w- I definitely want to find ways around that. For sure. You know, I've got an auntie, you know, that, that they basically sent her home and gave her an automated morphine machine which obviously when somebody is out of their mind in pain they're going to keep pressing the thing like crazy and you just step back and go well you know she killed herself nothing to do with me but you know you knew psychologically you were setting up for that it's the same as running into a room where there's a woman in the pains of labor and should be left a little bit longer to go through a process so she can have a natural birth, right? But you get paid per patient. So you go in there and go, oh, you know, the baby's under stress and could cause it, could, because that's legal, could cause it brain damage. And the woman goes, okay, what do you want to do? Okay, cesarean then, And sign this. And of course she's going to sign it. But is she right to sign it? What if somebody else was in the room and whispering in the other ear and going, actually, you would be all right you know those people that that alternative information is not allowed in the room and that's what i'm about i'm allowed in the room and facebook doesn't push me and youtube won't push me because of my message i see the hits i get on there and i know a lot more people hit me up than the hits that say, that are registered on those things i know for sure but i'll get around that because i'll draw people to it by other work i do outside of their formats and people will come and look for me
0: I
2: think one of the reasons that people do find your message resonating, and I was going to say that one of the reasons for all your videos to have resonated with me so much, you know, carved in mayhem, one of my favorites probably, uh, I would say, uh, is hope. You know, hope is a drug that's homegrown for free. And my, my friends uh, who knew I'm going to conduct this interview reminded me to say that We all had painful childhood, but maybe it's not wise for me to share my childhood with you because in comparison, it's so insignificant, which is true. But at the same time, your message has resonated with me at a really, really deep level because my pain was real to me. You know, my suffering is you know, it was what I knew. And by reading some of the comments on YouTube, I could tell immediately that people, you know, I don't know who those people are. And you probably don't know many of them personally. But it's very inclusive instead of your message is very inclusive. So people say to say, Wow, you really it's inspiring. You you lighten my day.
1: I don't have a I don't have a right to be a man with testosterone if I'm not caring about the weak that makes me a man if i'm only caring about the fortunate i'm useless i was given this intelligence and this strength for service and only when i'm in service do i do i realize my reality other than that i'm just a fucking consumer a dustbin for these people to dump their trash into and go, ha, 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 less fortunate than me. Wasted his money. I don't want that to happen. I sit in business class when I travel because of the work that I do. And I love that they look at the air stewardess and go, he's in the wrong seat. And I travel the whole journey. And I watch them having to eat and I don't eat. And I always say to people... They ask me, how do you know when you're really healthy? And I say that when you, don't, when you choose not to eat, you don't panic. That means your diet's on point. I eat every two days. It, there's, no, there's, no, there's no difference in my energy at all. Because when I do eat, I don't eat for pleasure. Life is pleasure. I eat for fuel. And you don't really need much fuel. You just need to get stuff out of the way. Fuel comes from your soul. I don't need stimulants. How do you think I found my way to the egg, fighting off a million other sperms that wanted that opportunity? <laughs> you know what I mean. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't have an energy drink or pop pills. I was born with it. You just have to get it. Get the shit out of the way that subdues it. You know, and that's the key. But there's no money in that, and you can't copyright that.
2: What do you eat every other day? I, I'm really intrigued now. Is today your eating day or non-eating day?
1: Today's my fasting day. Okay. And uh, it's, it's dry fast, nil by mouth. And sometimes I've done 48 hours before and trained after 48 hours and I never felt more alive. And listening to my body adjusting and conserving and even, you know, as the fast, like in the summer, it's even longer. And my voice starts getting more quiet. Not because I want it to, it just does. And I'm just watching my whole Like all my friends, all of my inner organs going, got you, man. You know, they're they're just amazing dance troupe. You know what I mean? And they, they, it's brilliant. And they're they're all my buddies. They've been there since I was born. These are my friends. You know what I mean? And when you disassociate yourself with your best friend, your your being, when you you need, I'm alone. I need friends. You're surrounded with friends. Your skin is your best buddy. Your eyes, your eyelids are blinking without your permission or even consciousness. You don't even have to, they're lubricating your eyes and they're going, i got you until we, we decide to stop. I'm not John even. I just do that for, for the communication's sake. I don't know what my name is. In Arabic, it's Yahya. And I like that because it means li- Life. That you know, nobody's ever asked me what bang means. What it means, what it means, is this: you're born, you're alive, you make some noise, and then you're gone. It's very simple. I'm just, I'm sorry, it's not like poetic, you know. What I mean? but no, that's it's true. It's basically it. We make a bag of noise. We all take turns and going. I'm here. That's what all our language is really about. If you, I watch people in conversation. I'm known in the town that I live in to go out and sit in busy nightclubs with a pen and paper and just sit there laughing because I know the symptoms, I'm looking at the symptoms. People dancing around their bag, somebody goes off to the toilet and then people are talking behind their back to jostle up, to get closer to the popular popular one and all of that, and sometimes I've been caught by other kids who's, who like, were sitting there for ages, they told me, watching me laughing, and they were entertained by me laughing, but I'm not laughing at people. I'm just, it's funny how we compensate, it's cute. It's as, it's as cute as my child trying to compensate for her lack of power at the moment. We are the most amazing friend that we've ever met, us. I've taken people to mirrors and say, who are you? And they go, and they tell me their name. I find that bizarre. No matter what age they are. You know, who are you? David. That's your name. Who are you? And then they go, mm. "And I say, see how dangerous that is? You've been given tags. And when you take the tags away, there's no information. Nothing. I said, let me tell you who you are. Your eyes, your nose your skin, your teeth, your anatomy, your love, and we can go on. And that's a lot more than Dave, isn't it? So If you come from behind the the, the, the little tags that you've got, it becomes more enriched. I always say to people, do you love yourself? And they say, yeah. And I say, do you have a book on nutrition? No. Do you have a book on anatomy about how it works and, and what it best responds to? No. Now tell me again, you love yourself. Because you've got an instruction book for your video recorder, and you definitely looked at the instructions before you turned your phone on and you read how the apps work so your phone don't break. But this massive, beautiful circuitry, you just i will let him decide. Tell me what I eat, stranger. Sorry to put a really, I've got old habits from before, you know, where I've got, you know, I'm put these kind of dumb voices on like, and it's insulting to people and I shouldn't do that.
2: It's true. I think we, you know, there's so much to say when people listen. I I posted one of my podcasts on Facebook and one woman said she was so excited because she saw the same man uh, on TED Talk for 15 minutes and she was excited, but my podcast was too long. She said, you know, I know she's a mom, working mom with two kids, but See, this is something that people don't understand is on one hand, you do have to break down a certain concept and say and tell a story in 30 seconds or to kind of describe it. Dave's name doesn't have to be Dave. It's just a lot of us walk through life that way, not thinking. And I'm privileged enough to I have left my job more than a year ago, a very lucrative job that I'm sure the moment I left, it probably received a thousand applicants And people were calling me stupid and crazy and a lot of things. And now I'm a lot happier. I knew my burn rate. I don't really need all that much money and I'm making more than I did before. And I'm transforming or utilizing everything I do in my consulting business to do this. You know, I hire the producer, I market this content and this content isn't for everybody. And, you know, but it's important to me for this storytelling. And when you say that people either sort of love your content or hate your content. And last night I was watching Abstract, which is a new documentary series on Netflix about designers. And I believe his name is Tinker Hatfield, the designer for Nike. He said, if your work isn't loved and hated by other people, you really haven't done much at all. And I think that's true that the kind of extremists who find your work very attractive. And I'm on the left side, of course.
1: (laughs) I I, I don't know about, there's a certain amount of ego in that. You know what I mean? I hear a lot of people that, so-called famous people say that, you know, I must be doing something right because I'm hated by people. And you're not doing something right and you shouldn't be happy about that because those people that are hating you are missing the party. Because all the people that really like you are enjoying your success. See, I don't have any success. I'm just here. What gives me a buzz is being surrounded with other healthy people that are here too. You can either choose to keep people afloat and be surrounded with little boats with people having a great time or be the only yacht in the desert. I choose to just keep people afloat, man. I want to be wrong so I can go through the process of learning and and then go, yeah, I get it that process, I don't want to be right. That's dull. I know everything. So I want to go and be completely ignorant about how to live where you live and how to climb that tree and teach me how to walk through this forest and don't eat that. You're going to fucking die and eat that. And you're going to be strong. I want to do all that. Some people just want to be specialists and go live in their little golden cages and go, I don't, I don't want to go out there because I might be wrong. Wrong. I want to stay here. And I'm like, who really lives in the ghetto then? Because that's ghetto. You and your gated community go into the same restaurant, eating the same food. Look, you live in London, you live in Holland, right? And then you go to Jamaica and you go to a resort and drink the same beer and eat the same food. You've just hopped into the same. You've just been transported from one prison to another one. And internally, whether you're in Jamaica or London, your glands and your kidneys don't know they're in a different place. They're in the same old sewage dump. None of you have been on holiday because your habits haven't changed. Going on holiday is fasting. That's a vacation. Not just for you, for every single molecule in your body. And you know, when I go to eat later on to break my fast, every single molecule parties, serious. Because then all of a sudden I go, go for a run, do some movement, train with your daughter. All these suggestions come, everything gets artistic.
2: What are you going to eat? I'm I'm very curious. What do you have planned for your
1: fast? I I usually break my fast with seven dates. Ajwa dates from Medina, because they're very powerful, and a chunk of cucumber, and then some warm lemon with honey in it, and then I'm done, and then I sleep. So then I may, I take ashwagandha and valerian root and some magnesium and krill oil, so I can I always like to have my brain when it's sleeping in that soup because it reju- it rejuvenates it and i do that so that i can wake up without that dragging myself out of the bed
2: <laughs> is that your whole meal just now what you described
1: yeah that's what i'll do to break my fast
2: oh to break it okay
1: yeah because you know you're not supposed to do I, I can do 48 hours if i want but i don't want to do the extremes because there's a level i don't want to produce cortisol And there's a level where my nervous system will start to get stressed. And now I'm defeating my objective. So before it starts to get stressed, I eat. Because you always have to give your body the intention that it's going to get a break. But if you start being extreme, as soon as you start fasting, you're already in stress. Because the body's going, that's not natural for me. It's too much. There's a point where it gets beyond. It's like people over-cleanse. Now, when you're cleansing, you have to start dumping toxins. And that process of it coming out of your body, it's tough. You don't want to cleanse to the point that you cause yourself stress, because now you're going to start releasing cortisol, which is poisonous to the body. And our environment is predicated upon the production of protocol. I mean uh, cortisol. When you really understand what balance is, you realize you probably still are. You just think that you're a little bit calm right now until you really know what calm is.
0: Talking bad, I need direction Somewhere is yours I've had mine and it's the only thing that I've been working toward And I built it from the floor Y'all don't seem to help no more CSR the movement Cause the internet's what opened no doors hero, so don't act like it And please don't treat me like I'm your psychic Cause I watch TV It's y'all ain't been about to dream Even back in high school Y'all were really to, team to It's true even to say
2: that the biggest It sounds kind of funny, work is one thing But even say dealing with our moms As a daughter, dealing with any daughter As I've spoken with You know, my mom is currently uh, living with me And she's behaving, what's so called And she had a lot of things that she didn't quite agree with me. And I finally reached a state to say, you know what? I can never control what she does or says and what I control is me. So the only thing I can do is whether she's praising me or she's criticizing me and I'm going to be me. So
1: mm. There's a difficult process of, of when you start to learn a different life pattern because our parents, God bless them, right? I've taken on protocols and ways of living that they call culture that will pass down from people that are not very friendly to human beings. And they've taken it on because that's all they knew. So they live in these exasperated states. But now we've traveled a lot more. So then we get to see comparisons with people that have different protocols that are healthier and happier than us. And then we have to make that choice of going, you know what? I'm dumping your shit. It doesn't mean I'm not your child anymore. I'm just dumping the protocol, which is not you. I love you. I just don't like your patterns. What do you mean? I'm stupid. Yeah, I'm your child and everything about me says that you were stupid. I'm sorry about that. But you had me to be better than you. That's why I'm called a new generation. I'm here to generate more energy. I'm supposed to be a better version of you. Don't be jealous of my youth and put your restrictions on me just because you've realized through me that your life has really been restricted in comparison with mine. Yes. Don't become an enemy to me, you're my parent. Don't be jealous of my freedom. I'm the escape pod from the crashing spaceship. When you were there praying when you were younger, when your life is really shit, you went, I really hope it's better. It doesn't necessarily come where your life changes around, but you you split into a new human being and that human being comes out of your womb and there's the answer to your prayer, that you gets a better life. My daughter is, and I'm going to allow her to be what I prayed about when I was desperate, when I was a child going, I wish life wasn't like this. And she's going to be it. She's getting everything Johnny should have got. And that's why I survived those beatings that would have killed another kid. And some of them, there were some serious accidents that could have happened. I remember being drowned in a bath by my mother, which was preceded with sitting in a freezing cold bath. Cause I remember speaking to my stepfather, and we were walking around this park in Greenwich. Because we had a blood test. You know, I got older and we you know, it was like wasn't stupid. I'm like, I'm not your kid, man. <laughs> Let's have a DNA test. And you know, it wasn't. And then, then he was like really busted up He because, are you, are you in pain? You know, because now you know I'm not your dad. And I'm like, I'm really happy that we don't have the same genes because you're a fat, racist, alcoholic. <laughs> <All> right? So <laughs> I'm really happy. I just feel sorry for the kids that are yours. All right? I get to escape this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right? No, but he was sitting there, and I remember him sitting there, and he was moving his knees like this when he was reminiscing on my childhood and that physical action is what children do when they're stressed and i was like wow the thoughts that you're about to spit out of your mouth are causing your body to react like this so i kind of braced myself and he goes i was really i really felt feel guilty that i couldn't protect you more and i'm like what do you mean he goes well i would come from work and see the other kids and i'm like where's johnny and then your mother would turn and go, he was he was getting on my nerves and he wouldn't be quiet because I'm creative. I was a create. I want to explore. And of course, my mother just wanted everybody to sit down and be still, especially me, like a good slave, you know, sit, don't speak, behave. And then whipping you on behalf of the public, don't embarrass me. That's like being afraid that the slave master won't like it. You know what I mean? So you we subjugate our children. We see all over America. I'm going to whoop your ass. That's from slavery. You don't do that to your children. Where is he? He's in the bath. And then he described coming to the bathroom and sitting there like this, blue, because she sat me in a freezing cold bath. And that's where I had to stay. You know what I mean? And that was her favorite trick. But You know, now I realize that I've studied that she just made my immune system stronger. But as a kid that that was given these protocols that say that it's not supposed to happen to a child, those protocols made me go, this is not supposed to happen to me and made it stressful. After a while, I started to accept it. But one particular time, she was hitting me with a thing called a hurley. It's like a hockey stick. Oh. And I just learned to roll with it. So that, so that if I stayed still, it would hurt, you know, so I would just roll with it. So I realized now that I'm older that I was getting concussed. And never was taken to a doctor for that. Today, you would take your kids to a doctor for that. I was sent to bed. I could have died in my sleep. Then she was like, had the idea of drowning me. And um, I just remember she was carrying my little brother at the time. And I remember being out of the bath on the floor and her against the wall, holding her stomach. And I ran out. And she said that I just got the strength to die jump up in the air and kick her. And then I ran out on the street naked, naked. And I ran to a police station, ran in the door, wilsdon police station, and said, put me in the children's zone because she always used to threaten me that I'm going to put you in a home. So as a child, I look at this poetry and I'm going, this kid ran down the street naked. Ran into a police station. You can imagine the poor sergeant sitting there, seeing this little brown body running through the place. Put me in a children's home. You know what I mean? And then I I was, was like, given something to wear and taken back to the home. And then, like, them talking to my mother and then me thinking I've got support now, you know what I mean? And being a little bit cocky. You know what I mean? You can't hurt me anymore. And they were like they're talking to me And then the policeman taking me into the other room and going, if she calls me again, you're gonna be in trouble. And I was like, huh? It's not supposed to work like that. Why am I being chastised? You're gonna be in trouble. And then as soon as she as soon as they left, I remember sitting there in my little dressing gown. And then she went, Go and run another bath. And smiled. I just ran out the door. And ran to a local park, and slept there. And then I was found by two lovers that were in the park making out. And the girl would walk past, and she, and and she was like, I heard them talking. And she goes, That's that's a that's a little boy. And then she was holding me. she's going, I'm going to take you home with me. And I was going, Yeah, I want to go and live at your house. And she was like that. And then the police came. And she was like, they didn't come to me. And she was like, No. And they they told the two people off because they shouldn't have been in the park. Told them to go away, and then took me home again. How you know, old I mean, were
2: you at the time?
1: I was young, man. I was living in, in the warm lane at the time, and at that time I was at junior school, so I could have been about between six, seven, mm-hmm. eight, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm. I look at that kid and I'm going, You withstood the cold. I remember sleeping in, 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 in like abandoned cars with some of the windows broken. And sh- uh, uh, keeping myself uh, curled up and then you know periodically dropping off and then waking up because of the cold and looking at the window and it was iced and I'm like you, man you are tough yeah. you know what I mean I look at that kid and I'm like you're tough but you know it, there's echoes of it now because I can't stand the cold now I can't. winter comes I don't go out I can't stand it unless it's snowing if it's snowing I'm good But if it's that rain and windy, forget that. Get me out of the house, Forget it.
2: Isn't it crazy that you look back to that six, seven, eight-year-old of yourself and thinking everything that you experience now in comparison, in a way, it's easier, it's more manageable. And I don't know, do you feel almost invincible knowing that you had lived through that?
1: I think when I was like in my early 20s and stuff, yeah, pretty much did because... I don't know. I have a theory that I must, you know, a, a testosterone is is produced. It's primarily to, to hunt and fight. And I think if, if you're in a dangerous environment when you're young, you produce it a lot earlier than other males. And you probably produce a lot more of it To because nature has a way of balancing things out. So I remember being in the mosque with brothers that just came from afghanistan
0: mm.
1: and i'm a man and i felt like a boy next to them just the, even the way they their gait of the way they stand is just their grounding is their bones are better i always felt that all the men that were around me or boys that were around me were like girls in comparison and then you know i got some wrong advice from older boys and it says you know let's pray on the weak and it was easy. And then I found value in that because I was patted on the back for taking people's stuff and you know what I mean intimidating people and talking to their women and in front of them and they can't do anything about it. And you know, I used all of these negative ways to readjust and to say, Yeah, I'm you know, I'm I'm not vulnerable, I'm tough. But I was exasperating it because the subliminal of that is the more I was addicted to that is the more I was compensating for something and the elephant in the room, which was vulnerability. So you're actually more secure when you don't do any of that and have no need to do any of that. And that's where, that's where I'm at now. People, I, young guys walk up to me because I trained and they're like, do you want to spar with me? I was like, why? So you, maybe by chance you can get that shot that says, oh, I made him wobble. I said, I'd be a fool if I give you that opportunity, but I will overlook the way you move and try to give you some pointers in making your craft a little bit better but you're not going to fight with me i don't I, I have nothing to prove i'm 52 years old i've done it all i've done what i not all but i've done what i need to do to be comfortable today
0: i've had mine and it's the only thing that i've been working toward and i built it from the floor y'all don't seem to help no more csr the movement cuz the internet's what opened doors so like like it
2: don't treat me like I'm hey, it's Faye. I am back for a few words at the end of the show. I hope you enjoy what you heard. You can visit us online at faceworld.com or social channels such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, also under FaceWorld to keep things simple. I personally review and respond to all the messages. Love to hear from you. Thank you and lots of hugs. See you next week.
0: Even back in high school, y'all were really about the team to those who were, you know, I know, and your support means everything. About to prove, come from anywhere and become anything, that you can take whatever you love and make it everything. But part is bigger than us, we made it everything, you know, it's because I wear my word like a wedding ring, sticking to my creed, but honesty above everything. Cause I ain't been perfect, but at least I got a purpose. Listen, stars in my contact list with hippies and we merch. Conversations with the greatest, can't wait. They say I made it, shouts to those who say I helped them get through hard times, you my favorite Shouts to channels that upload me, and the haters that can blow me And shops that do a world and system, you won't see control me Blogs that show me love, and friends who love what we does Everyone who sees us hitting the top, before we you know hero, so don't act like it, and please don't treat me, like I'm your sidekick Cause I watch TV, I see how life is, and you